Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us hear the word of God. As we find it written tonight in Matthew's Gospel, the 27th chapter, the 32nd verse. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear the cross. Lord Jesus, open thou my lips, that my mouth may show forth thy praise. Amen. Well, here we are, the sixth Wednesday night of Lent, and I suppose that most of us, when we saw the morning and what the weather was like, said to ourselves, well, this had to be Wednesday, because this is the type of weather we have been having. And I suppose, again, it would have been easier to have stayed at home this evening, and yet uh, we like to bear the cross occasionally, don't we, and make a few self-sacrifices and to come to God's house. That's sort of in keeping with the character we're going to talk about tonight. As you know, what we, were doing, what we are doing in the Lenten season, we are looking at some of the characters who played a part in the sufferings and death of Christ. We are imagining that if they were alive today in our 20th century, if they came back and spoke to us about their experiences, we're saying to ourselves, I wonder what their story would be like. And so far we have listened to Judas the betrayer, then we listened to Simon Peter the denier, then came John the beloved disciple, we heard his story, and then there was Caiaphas the high priest, we listened to him, then last Wednesday night, you recall, we listened to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. Tonight's character is one, I'm sure we all know about him, but I wonder if we know as much about him as we could know. His name is Simon, and he comes from the city of Cyrene. If Simon were here tonight, and he would tell us his story, we may say, I wonder what Simon would say to us. I believe his story would go something like this, and I hope you're all relaxed. I know you're tired, but if you'll just dismiss all the cares of the day for the next few moments, let's listen to Simon the Cyrenian. My name is Simon. I hail from the city of Cyrene. If you would take your map and find it, you would find that Cyrene is located on the Mediterranean Sea down in northern Africa. Another form of my name is Simeon. It's the same thing. The name means hearing. You will remember that it was a rather common name in my day. You recall that Simon Peter's name was Simon. And you perhaps remember that there was another of the twelve whose name was Simon. He was called the Zealot. You may wonder about me. In the book of Acts, in your Bible, I am mentioned and I am called Simeon. And then the book of Acts says, Simeon, 
the Niger, the black one. I wonder how many of you knew that I was a black man. I am the Niger. Some of you in your days have corrupted that word Niger and you have made it be nigger. That's where you have gotten that epithet that we black people don't like. We don't like to be called nigger. The word is Niger. It's a Latin word. It means the black one. Yes, I, Simon, I am a black man. Tanned by the sun, perhaps, of again the African desert and the African continent. I was a Jew, and I lived down in Cyrene, and when the feast would come, the greatest of all of our feasts, the Passover, it was always my joy to make that trip. Sometimes you complain, don't you, that you live so far away from church and you feel that the distance means that you shouldn't go. But in my day, we loved our God so much that we thought nothing of traveling over a thousand miles from down in Africa to come into Asia, to come to Jerusalem, where was the temple, to worship our God. And so because it was the Passover time, I had left my home down in Cyrene and Africa, and I had traveled a thousand miles to come to Jerusalem for the great Passover feast. It was the time when pilgrims by the thousands came to Jerusalem. And my friends, I, I will never forget that I stayed the night before near Jerusalem and then I dressed in my finest attire because I was going into Jerusalem. I was going to that beautiful city that David talked about, so beautiful for situation, the joy of the earth. And so I was wending my way and the pilgrims were screaming and I decided that I would go into the north gate that morning. And I was filled with joy and anticipation that I would see friends that I hadn't seen since the Passover a year previously. And oh, what a joy to step foot into the temple again and to worship my God whose angel had spared us in that great Passover down in Egypt, down in Africa where I live. And rather strange, I don't know why I went in that gate that early morning. It was a Friday morning, I would remind you. And the sun was shining brightly, and it was shining on the dome of the temple, and I was filled with its beauty. And I walked into the gate, and I, I met a funeral procession of all things. In the time of holiday, a funeral procession. And I heard the women, they were wailing. And if you've never heard a funeral dirge, a wail, you do not know how gruesome it sounded. They would wail continually and it would run, oh, 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 and it never stopped. And I wondered who had died. 
And I looked at that procession and I, I saw three men carrying their crosses. Then I realized what was taking place. There was the dirge being sung and it was being wailed for men about to die. And I, I looked at those two men up in front carrying their crosses. You see, the Romans always made a man carry his own cross if he was to be crucified. And I, I looked at those two men and they looked so hardened. I could see they were men of the world. And the man ahead of them who on a slate carried again the charges, I could see that these men had been guilty of murder. And there was, there was a defiant spirit that was manifested in their faces and I could see that they were going to die in a spirit of defiance even as they lived. But there was a man behind them. And I, I looked at him and oh, he, he touched my heart. He, he, just, he just didn't look like a, a prisoner. I looked at his face and there were just oh, a number of streams of matted blood running down his face and I, I wondered what had happened and I, I noticed his hair and it was matted down and it was matted with blood. And he, had, he had a white robe on. It was a rather cheap robe and oh, you, you don't know how it looked. It was just like somebody had just dipped it in blood. It, it looked terrible. And oh, he looked so exhausted. He looked so tired. I, I was told by some of the people that he had been up all night, that they had, oh, they had cruelly scourged him, that he had received 40 stripes, save one on that back, and that's why he was just a bloody mess. And I was told that they had put a crown of thorns on his head and they beat it down, and that's why his hair was all matted with blood. And I was told that they had had a trial and they had sentenced him to death and he hadn't had anything to eat and he was weakened. And I was told that as he was walking along bearing his cross that a lady took sorrow and sympathy and she took pity on him and she ran out, you know your tradition tells this, and she had a handkerchief and she, she wiped his face. And when she wiped the blood off of his face and she looked at her handkerchief there was the image of Jesus you just have sung a hymn that talked about that the print of Jesus in your heart that hymn is based on Veronica's handkerchief and I wondered I, I saw him walking along and I I was so touched with him and then I saw him start to, to, to weave and I saw his hands start to tremble and, and he fell and he, he fell and the cross was over his shoulder and he, he just couldn't get up. I, I could see here was an exhausted man. And I looked around and I thought, surely the, he surely has got a friend in this crowd, somebody. And you know, n nobody came. There wasn't one friend I had heard that he had had a follower by the name of Simon Peter who had said that he would never forsake him. But, uh, friends, nobody came. And, oh, I wondered, not even a friend. And when I heard later that 
this man had spent three years going up and down in Galilee and in Judea. And he had spent three years in doing good, that he had healed the sick and the lepers that came to him. And the blind received their sight and the deaf were able to hear and those who couldn't talk received their speech and he, he even raised the dead. And I, I just, oh, I would have been just simply stark bewildered if I had known that, and yet he didn't have a friend in the world, and he was lying there on this way of sorrow with his cross. And I looked down at him, and I thought, what can I do? And suddenly one of the Roman soldiers looked at me, I suppose, because I was Niger. I was a black man standing there. Roman soldier says, you go carry that cross. And so here I was all dressed up in my best apparel. I was looking forward to a wonderful day to celebrate the Passover with pilgrims and friends. But there was nothing I could do. I was Niger, the black man. I had to obey. So I walked over to him. He didn't say much to me. But I, I lifted the cross off of him and I, I got underneath it. Oh, how my life changed that day. Did you, ever, did you ever have something interrupt you and change your life? Some suffering come? Did you ever plan that you were going to have an evening of joy at home and you were coming home from work only suddenly to meet with an accident and you spent weeks and months in the hospital. Did you ever have that happen? Or were you ready to go on a vacation and you had everything planned and lo, the telephone rang and a loved one had died and you, you just couldn't go? Did you ever have that happen to you? Just an interruption? Or did you ever go to the doctor and you were going to have a checkup and you just knew everything was just all right? You knew it was just fine and lo and behold in the checkup you got some very bad news that you had an incurable illness. Did you ever have that happen to you? Did life ever change because of just some little event? That's what happened to me. And here I was with my bed and I knew I would be ceremonially unclean because I would touch an accursed cross. But I, I, I got down and I must confess that at first I, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to go into Jerusalem. I didn't want to go out to Calvary, but I took his cross and I looked at that poor exhausted man. I asked him what his name was. He told me his name was Jesus. And so we walked along and we came to the place of the skull, Calvary, and I stood there and I watched. I wondered who he was, whose cross I was carrying. I, Niger, the black man. And I, I saw them nail him to the cross and they put it in the hole in the ground. Then they, they put a, a writing up above the cross. And I, I looked at it and it was in Hebrew. I, I couldn't read the Hebrew being in one from Africa, and I, I couldn't read the Latin, but I could read the Greek. 
And they told me that Pilate, the governor, had written it. And I, I looked and it said, uh, Jesus, not Serenus, Rex, Eudorum. And I thought, oh, it just can't be. Jesus, Jesus, not Serenus of Nazareth, Rex, King, Eudorum, King of the Jews, this, the King of the Jews, the Savior, the Messiah that I had been waiting for, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, and I, Niger the Black One, I, I carried his cross. I carried the cross of the Son of God. I, a black one, I am, R, I, Jesus, not Serenus, Rex, Eudorum, this was the Lamb of God that Isaiah spoke about. This was the promised Savior that I was hoping for. Oh, it, it couldn't be, but it was. And I came to know him, my Savior, my Lord, and I, Simon, the Niger, the Black One, I carried his cross. Did you ever carry his cross? You see, by the cross, it symbolizes all the sufferings you take on yourself when you confess him as your Lord. Tonight it took a little bit of the cross, didn't it, to put yourself out to come to church because the weather's bad. Do you have any scars? that you bear because you have confessed him as your Lord? Have you really sacrificed? Have you really put yourself out for him? Have you really gone out of your way? Have you really given until it really was a sacrifice for him? Have you spoken to someone else about him when you were so embarrassed in it Oh, it, it was bearing the cross. What, what, what have you done for him? I, Niger, the black man, I carried his cross. And oh, I was so privileged when I knew who he was. You see, in your Bible, Mark, in his gospel, he writes and he mentions my name, Simon, and he says, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Your Mark in his gospel, he feels that everybody knows Alexander and Rufus. Those are my boys. They were my sons. You see, a large Christian church was established down in Cyrene, down in Africa. Tradition says, I established it. My boys, Alexander and Rufus, became Christians. And they became active in this great movement. Jesus, not Serenus, Rex, 
Eudorum. And in your epistle that your great Saint Paul wrote to the congregation at Rome, in greeting his friends there, he says, Greet Rufus, greet Rufus, chosen of the Lord and his mother, my boy, Rufus, my wife. You see, I went home and they became Christians. Yes, black ones, but Christians. I bore the cross. I, a black man. Oh, I have often thought, friends, supposing I had been five minutes earlier, or supposing I had been five minutes later, or supposing I, I hadn't gone into the north gate that Friday morning when I was going into Jerusalem. Oh, how my life would have been changed. But I, I want you to know God must have led me that day a black man. And he led me into the north gate. And I, I met that funeral procession. And it was my privilege to have carried the cross of the Son of God. You heard about Pontius Pilate last week, didn't you? I think of him who was the Roman governor. Of all the Romans who have ever lived, you know him best. In your day when Caesar and Catiline and Seneca and Tiberius are nearly all forgotten, you in your church and 10,000 times 10,000 Christians every Sunday mention Pontius Pilate's name. Do you realize that in your creed where you confess your faith there are only Two human beings named, the one is the Virgin Mary, and the other Pontius Pilate. Oh, one hundred million people keep alive the name of Pontius Pilate, the most notorious and famous Roman of them all, because he was the man that gave the death sentence to Jesus. And here am I. Simon, Simeon, the Niger, the little black man. But you remember me. I am immortalized in the word of God. I did, oh, it was just such a little thing. I carried his cross. I didn't know who he was until I saw the superscription. Jesus Nazarenus Rex Eudorum Jesus of Nazareth King of the Jews and when you get to heaven and you get near my Lord and your Lord you will notice a black man I never get far away from him I stand close to Jesus because of all people in the world, I, Simeon, the Niger, the little black man from Africa, was privileged to bear his cross. I hope you will remember me. I was 
the little black one who took his cross on my back then as much as I could because he was so exhausted I tried with my arm also to hold him up and I, I told him I'm your friend even though you, you don't have any I don't see any Jesus I'm your friend don't cry I'll hold you up I'll always be your friend I am Simon Jesus the little black man from Cyrene Amen the peace of God which passeth all human understanding keeping tonight your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting